The 11th longest running musical on London's West End debuted to very strong reviews from critics. Quote, the premise really is as sixth form, that's a British for sixth grade, as it sounds. And the production is ruthlessly packaged and manufactured, and the sometimes funny libretto exists mainly to devise more unlikely ways to ring out another Queen song, says The Guardian. Guaranteed to bore you rigid, and Pearl Feed at its worst. Pearl Feed is, you have to understand that uh, George Orwell's 1984, Pearl Feed is the media that they would use to sort of distract the lower class, Pearl being proletariat. So Pearl Feed is trash media, so this is trash media at its worst. Says the Daily Telegraph, Ben Elton should be shot for this risable story, says the Daily Mirror. Despite the sensible remarks of good men, this production remains a popular success, having reached six continents and been performed consistently for the past 17 years. The musical, a jukebox musical of Queen songs strung together by what can only barely be considered a plot, recently hit Calgary, Alberta in 2019, where it has once again become the recipient of harsh criticism. It was like watching the Holocaust on stage. Jake Cressy. That's right. It's Ben Elton's war crime. We will rock you on Cover Me. Buddy, you're a boy. Make a big nice plane in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face. You big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place. We will, we will rock you. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to find out why we spend $100 each watching this. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my queen of a co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex, how are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good actually. Doing good. Have yeah. you recovered from I last haven't, night's escapades? Yeah, I haven't been drinking mimosas all morning. That's fair. I mean, but. you just sold me out to the audience, but <laughs> I have, and that's to recover from this, the worst musical I ever think. <laughs> Joining us in the studio again, a saint, a man who is willing to spend two and a half hours of his day watching what can only be described as the worst thing to hit the stage ever. Um, John Bell of Jardiff fame. John Bell, how are you? I'm I'm doing a lot better now that it's today and not last yeah. night. <laughs> it's we were in. I, I was stupefied. I was in a daze last night. I feel like we all were. It was. It was just like watching something horrific, and then you don't know how to like parse it. You know. <laughs> we needed to to process it a little bit. I think. Mm-hmm. Before we could talk about it, come to terms with what we had seen. <laughs> And I did a little extra, but regardless of that, John, first of all, we need to plug your YouTube channel right off the bat because we forgot to do it last time. Oh, right. Ron. <laughs> we went like two hours and we forgot to mention we it. We forgot to plug you, and I'm so sorry for that. That's okay. Um, Jardev, it's a, it's a gaming channel on YouTube. He, it's, it's, he covers the games that you want to see, and he does it very smart because he's John Bell and has several degrees. John, what are you currently covering, or what will you be covering when this episode releases? That's going to be two weeks from now, first week of... January basically um I have not thought that far ahead <laughs> you're not that far ahead um right now I'm just finishing up a bunch of different top five games of the year lists so I've got like five of those I've got a my own top five albums and wrestling matches of 2019 that's oh, in one nice. video <laughs> And then, you're, um, you're expanding into your real your other forms of content there. That's smart. Yeah, like I, right. I did that one last year as well, and like it doesn't do as well views wise, but it's like my two other biggest passions. So I, I want to do like one video a year on them. You got to do it for the culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I hear you. Alex and I did a movie review once. It's our worst episode of all time. Yeah, people loved oh, no. it. I loved it. I loved it. It was fun to do, but it's nobody cared. Sometimes you just got to do it for you, though, you know? That's right. That's what it's about. Which is why we're talking about a musical today. So I, I, you're doing these top fives. Are you doing any sort of like bottom fives, worst of? No, God, there's, there's, there would be too many. Like, <laughs> could you, could you for us here, since we've just watched, I'm not gonna, I'm not pulling punches here. I'm not doing any coy bullshit. We've watched an awful musical. What, <laughs> what game that you played this year is on par with the experience of We Will Rock You? Um, just off the top of my head, I'd probably say Sekiro. Just because Ooh, really? I, I personally hated all of Sekiro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's won several Game of the Year awards, but I know. you hated it. Why is that? Um, it was... The reason I hated Sekiro was because I was expecting a little bit more Dark Souls, and Sekiro was just so constrained. The game only let you play the exact way it wanted you to play. There was no freedom of choice like in Dark Souls, mm. so I, I just found that really frustrating that I could only play how they designed the game for me to play. And I hated it. Right. It was very one, like one strain. You go here, you do these things. Well, it's more like like you you can't like customize your character or anything. You Mm. can only fight in one play style. And it was, it was a letdown after Dark Souls. Right. Yeah. Which is so like flexible in terms of how you can conquer obstacles. Yeah. It was like, hundred different weapons you can use in Dark Souls or something and one in Sekiro. <laughs> right. So it was like we will rock you in that you're surrounded by people cheering it on, but didn't enjoy it yourself. Yeah, just very frustrating, both of them. <laughs> just very frustrating. Almost like this might be too strong, but flashes of brilliance maybe, but kind of bogged down by other frustrating elements. Right, like what it had was well crafted, but in certain ways, like that, what it made was like not like good in the first place. Like if you build something very specific, it might be great at doing that one job, but that doesn't mean it's a good thing. Yeah, and like Sekiro came from Dark Souls. We will rock you. The musical came from Queen songs, but right, they came from such good, such like like such promising roots. Yeah. And it was just a letdown. Mm-hmm. Both of them. <laughs> so like a little history on uh, We Will Rock You is that uh, this I'm just reading straight from Wikipedia. According to Brian May, Queen's manager Jim Beach had spoken with the band about creating a jukebox musical, jukebox musical with Queen songs since the mid-1990s. Initially, the intent was to create a biographical story of Freddie Mercury because, of course, about this time, Robert De Niro's production company Tribeca expressed interest in a Queen musical, but found the original idea difficult to work with. Not too difficult for young Ben Elton, who in 2000 approached and started talks with May and Taylor on the project. He suggested taking the musical down a different path than initially imagined, creating an original story that would capture the spirit of much of their music. Is and apparently he was story? also inspired by the Matrix. It's, it's the story, the basis is the story from like the first couple of songs of 2112. Exactly. But Rush. This is, yeah, something Rush crushed in 21 minutes and did a good job of. <laughs> in almost 21 minutes and 12 seconds, but not quite. Not Aww. quite. Like when was 2112? Wasn't that like 70s or something? Yeah, Easily yeah, yeah. the 70s. That was, yeah, that was 100% 70s rock. Like 2112 sure. album. Yeah, uh, 19... Exactly. 
76. 76. Wow. So a year after the release of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, which yeah. this song placed a heavy emphasis on. Yeah, that was, maybe we'll go through the whole thing. So yeah, would you like rough. me to do a patented Jay Cressy recap of what happens in this story? Let's, yeah, let's give a quick, because the story is very much secondary to everything. That's and true. like really kind of they start ignoring it right at the end <laughs> like um, the last 20 yeah. minutes let's yeah. let everyone know the nice like songs are thrown in at random just to have more queen songs yes so for those of you at home the time is the future the time is the future in um 1950 something elvis presley was a good guy in 19 early 60s the beatles took over america um 1975 queen released Bohemian Rhapsody, Cheers. 1982, uh, Michael Jackson released Thriller. 1994, Kurt Cobain died, Cheers. Um, <laughs> after that, Britney Spears was in the top 40s. And then American Idol in the early 2000s. And then in the year 2024, I don't know, some dystopian bullshit happened. They banned I, music? They, you had to have a license for a guitar, I believe, was what happened in 2024. Uh, and then by uh, 2024 was like... Oh, no, maybe oh, earlier. 2024 was... was the first AI, um, like, entity hitting the charts. Which, which seems weird, because, is... like, that's already happened. We already, we have, already have those. We already have yeah. AI entities both performing and writing music. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we're going to hit that earlier. Like, this is... I'm, no, I'm not going to make any comments yet. I'm just, I'm just right. going to plow through. Right. This. Okay. <laughs> Give it, so that's the back. That's the back. Otherwise, background. we're going to be. And, and it's no, dystopian. 20, in 2045, all, all, uh, like the modern, all regular instruments have been banned, and all music is electronic, computer generated. And then we go 300 years into where where the time is now the future, and so we go to this classroom. Everybody has names that are like both are and are not urls they're like www dot at xx smoke weed 420 jj capital x capital x lowercase x capital x and this classroom of people has just graduated from what grade we don't know but they're all very horny so we know it's either middle school or probably high school probably high school and so then one one dude's like mm, fuck this and they're like no be happy you can go home order a pizza and stream and he's like i hear voices in my head and they're like what are the voices saying he's like i can't get no satisfaction and so one of the weird things and i forgot to mention this in the intro is that um they emphasize that rock and roll is good music and the things that are not rock and roll is bad music but for some reason, Britney Spears gets looped in. Britney Spears and Lady Gaga get looped in with the good kids on rock and roll music. Yeah, it's, I mean, clearly they had to make some changes because this was written in 2002. Sure, so they but had to they could have chosen stuff. modern rock artists. No, I'm not justifying. I'm saying it's weird because some of the, they talk some shit about some like currently modern pop artists. They talk shit about who, Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift. Beyonce? Was Beyonce mentioned, John? Yeah, but they praised Beyonce. Oh, they praised Beyonce. Yeah. So Bay's good. And, and so like they praised Taylor Swift and criticized her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wait. Within like, like five was, minutes. It was so confusing. Yes. Yeah. And like but like in two thousand two, Britney Spears had to have been the new music they were criticizing, right? Like what else would it have been? What else would it have been? But the thing it's so weird because they're now praising her in this version. But she is, and like no offense to Britney Spears, but a corporate performer like she like was that's not her own music she wrote right. she like she had a breakdown because she was just being used by other people to sell things like 
She she is what this musical should theoretically be talking about. If yeah. like by their own logic, yeah. Yeah, but she is somehow looped in with the good guys, and one of the good guys is named Britney Spears. But more on that later. So Galileo Figaro, that's his name. That's yes, what he calls himself. No, that's his name. It's that's it doesn't matter if that's what, that's his fucking name. <laughs> we don't know what his real name was like. Ww dot never yeah, get over some, you. <laughs> they have a concept of of like the difference between names and. User IDs and user IDs, but they don't have names. Yeah, like, so that that is that, that is like, un, like it's just a poorly okay. thought out dystopia. But more on that as we go along. Oh yes. So he's all like, "No, I I hear '60s and '70s rock, and also Britney Spears in my head," and they're like, "You can't do that. You're going to like thought rechanging prison. Like you're going to they put him in like a a chamber. They put him in solitary basically." Except solitary has two bunks per cell, so it's not really <laughs> solitary. <laughs> Meanwhile, another girl, another person who is a woman, is wearing different clothing from everybody else. So they make fun of her. So for they, it. they make fun of her and shame her, and she wants somebody to love because that's the only thing a woman should want. This was made in two thousand two. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's not a good musical. It's not a good story. And so she gets taken to Thought Prison as well. And then in Thought Prison, she meets up with the uh, Galileo Figaro, and she decides to call him Gal, which I guess nobody like looked at that long enough to realize that Gal just means girl. But okay, all right, fellas, <laughs> let's move yeah, forward. Sure. They team up to break out, but they don't really break out. They just kind of walk out, and it was planned because they have they have tracking ships planted in them, but you don't know that. It's, meanwhile, there's a rebellion going on, and they're the Bohemians because Bohemian Rhapsody. Everybody, have you heard of the Queen song? It's called Bohemian sure. Rhapsody. And the what the but the re- only reason this rebellion hasn't popped off is they're all severely horny for Way each other. Way too horny. They are so goddamn horny. They just like are this. I think they're all straight edge too because they talk about Elvis Presley getting like lost in drugs. And they're like no drugs, man. No drugs, just fucking. Which just I guess fucking. I can get behind. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> But they're hanging out, and they're like, we got to find the dreamer, because uh, they couldn't find a word that wasn't from an Elton John song. Just kidding, John Lennon. <laughs> and so they're, like, looking for him, and they're, meanwhile, trying to piece together instruments, so they get a little wobbly piece of tin. And they're like, like we can make music now. And, like, it's nobody has figured out what percussion is, apparently, because you can do it just by stomping your feet, but they haven't figured that out yet. But they do like, stomp their feet. But they, they don't do, count and, that, apparently. I know, they don't count that. Everybody sings in this, and everybody has lost music, apparently. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Meanwhile, back at Fascist Kingdom, Global Soft, um, the, the, the leader of this empire is the Killer Queen, obviously, and she is half program, half person. They give you one line to describe that, and then just leave it alone forever. They're like, I'm half man, half machine. You're like the painkiller? And they're like, no, Killer Queen. Here we go. <laughs> And then the 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 crony, the top crony is called Kashogi or Kashogi. They pronounce it. I don't know what uh, John. What is the official pronunciation on that? I always assumed it was Kashogi. Me too. It's yeah. two G's, right? Like yeah, it is. It's not Shogi. It's... No. So already points being lost here. <laughs> I mean, he says it in the song. Yeah. But these two jack offs are being like, "Oh, we're evil," and also there's like a like a femdom relationship going on where she steps on his throat for a bit. And, and then we're all like, oh, this is why I paid $100 to see some porn on, like, live. <laughs> but then nothing really comes of that. So you're like, no, nah, right. I mean, you really needed the uh, binoculars. Oh, yeah. Was it erotic up oh, close? Yeah. We were in the second balcony. So. Anyway, so then these two dipshits, not the two evil dipshits, the two good dipshits. <laughs> escape, meet up with two other dipshits. Escape to Las Vegas somehow. The Hard we don't Rock know, Cafe. Are, where are they originally? 
The eye planet. Undisclosed. The eye planet. Oh yeah, that's a key part. This is called the eye planet. Like, <laughs> <Is it? laughs> like the low eye, lowercase eye, because Apple owns it all now. I guess. Yeah. Pe- something soft. Global soft. Global soft. And so it's all about, it's just all about corporatism, but on a bigger level, it's just about Ben Elton proving that he knows lyrics from the songs from the seventies. <laughs> well, shockingly, not knowing much about songs themselves. Yeah, shockingly. Hmm. So then he, the so Galileo and the the girl who gets named Scaramouche despite hating it, but then he lists other like names of women and songs. So the two jokes in this show <laughs> are uh, referencing songs and mispronouncing things. So we're at the referencing songs phase. And then he we're brings. We're about to get to the. We're about to get to So thing. he brings and her. And it's gonna last way too and long. And <laughs> they get into the Hard Rock Cafe, but these two, these two uh, horny teens from the rebellion are just like dry humping each other essentially, in their secret base. And then they find, um, this these these the the main two characters, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" But they were just like they they were just just about to fuck so they go and interrogate these two while one woman the woman clearly has a wet pussy and the <laughs> dude clearly has a hard on so like the smell and the visuals yeah. canonically have to be obscene like, again you really needed the binoculars to get yeah, the full effect to get the full one. effect but two aroused teenagers accost two other teenagers and are like one of whom is probably aroused. Yeah, and yeah, like, soon to be aroused. You're about to, we're about to murk your ass because you're bad people. And he's like, no, wait, I heard a line from the Beatles, help. And they're like, well, that means you're the chosen one. Come on down to the Hard Rock Cafe. And so they go there, and he's like, this is check out this thing. It's a Harley Davidson. That's a Harley Davidson. It's a motorcycle. Yeah, more on that they're later. Mis- they're mispronunciations, like. I'm comparing it to like Fallout New Vegas, where they have like like Caesar Kaisar thing. That kind of makes sense because there's two ways you could pronounce. C. Yeah, uh, and like uh, it probably happens in Road Warrior. Yeah, it, and it, like it happens because like things are read wrong or like the craggle in in the Lego. Yeah, movie. in the like, Lego movie, things that were interpreted incorrectly because over time they decayed or whatever. But this is just them saying vowels wrong that they know how to say because they speak English normally. Yeah, so we already know that society is based on like streaming and being woke and online. And so obviously we know what video is. We understand the concept of video. They changed the like lines of Radio Gaga to say video more. Yeah. And so then this guy pulls out a VHS and he's like, it's a video tape. And we're like, listen here, pilgrim. That is a <laughs> videotape. You know it's a fucking videotape. <laughs> it has always been a videotape. You know basic rules of English language motherfucker but they continue to prove us wrong there was that there was the television which he called a t vision 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 it just kept going it, was it just, just kept going Can you, like imagine like 10 it. minutes of the worst bit a comedian has ever done that is what happens here and then the fascists show up because they had tracking implants in in galileo and scaramouche, scaramouche. And they're like, mm, it's listen here, boys. Round them up. We're gonna murder one of them for no reason, and and take the other one with lasers. With, let's let's stop. Let's have a moment here, because shining moment of this the whole performance. They get him into the center of the stage. There's lights like spinning around him, and he's got five fucking guys surrounding him with laser tag guns, I guess. And then they just like open fire on him, and he just kind of like dances in it. Like, it looks like he's just grooving hard to a beat that was there. But he's dying from lasers. He dies from lasers. And we never see him again. We never see him again. His name was Britney Spears. Yes. Because they found... Posters. old posters and named themselves... But posters, as they called them. Yeah, they did. They pronounced that wrong, too. 
Which I mean, still again, still vowels. And that's and a still huge stretch. Illogical. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're fascists. Fascists love posters, propaganda yeah, posters. Yeah. Everybody should know what posters are. Come right? on. <laughs> like they have posts, right? On yeah, yeah. yeah. The, just an like e even if they called them mm. banners, because we get banner ads everywhere. Like yeah. And we're not ready to talk about how bad the writing is on this yet. So that's the end of Act One. Act a great two. end to the Act One, though. Yeah. <laughs> Will is over here playing Destiny, and he just gave me a look like, are you fucking kidding me? That was only Act One. <laughs> so that was Act One. When we move into Act Two, um, it opens up with Flash. You know the song Flash Gordon about the guy Flash Gordon from the movie Flash Gordon? Flash is alive. It's now being used for fascist torture, where they're using electric torture. Like, they're electroshock therapy strobe lights to restructure the mind so every time yeah they shock somebody he goes flash and you're like oh my god wow what a brilliant interpretation of the song flash gordon <laughs> <laughs> wish i had thought of this except no i fucking don't god, ben elton real genius ben elton the world's biggest piece of shit <laughs> and so then all these dirty bohemians get shocked and then they get sent back over oh they call the distance between wherever Global Soft Capital is and uh, Las Vegas the Seven Seas of Rye because I guess there's rye fields there for making whiskey but obviously no I thought they said they had spilled so much bourbon oh that like the water was filled with alcohol yeah that's listen but there's no like sea travel at all they keep talking about traveling across the seven yeah seas no of it's rye. just like it's just it's supposed just, to be these they rye just talk fields about it. oh okay as my understanding of it all right here's the real understanding of it it's a bad script <laughs> moving forward so he sends these just kind of like they're not brainwashed like there's a part where you think oh my god they're gonna think that the guys just escaped and they're gonna betray the gang but no they're just like dumb now they, apparently they just drink beer and chill which is what most people do anyway yeah, and he like turns off they all have their like their flashy mind control hel helmet things and he just like turned the one dude who's not bad yeah because he had a videotape up his he had ass. a videotape up his ass <laughs> That's canonical, people. That, yeah. that happened. And uh, he just kind of turns them off for everyone. But he actually forgets some of them. And I wonder if they just fucked that up. Because there's like one person who still had it on later. Right. But didn't yeah. act differently from anyone else. So what was the purpose of those things? Who knows, man. I don't know, dude. So they all migrate back to the Hard Rock Cafe. Meanwhile, Scaramouche and Galileo fall in love, have sex. She calls him a gigolo. On top of some stairs. On top of some stairs. Then they break up. And in a song reason, in a song in the yeah, song within like five minutes within like five minutes can you imagine having sex with someone and then breaking up that's just called a one-night stand Hammer to <laughs> but in this context they were like no oh, that's a big deal because we're supposedly teenagers but we're both clearly like 30 jesus <laughs> also there was a brief moment no can we talk about the van transition now alex let's talk about van transition <laughs> van transition is in the program listed as a track and it lasted like 10 maybe 15 seconds like they sang saying fat bottom no not fat bottom bicycle, girls, but bicycle race. race for longer and it's not in the track listing that's a fact so like what the fuck so then they break up and they're mad at each other for some reason and then we flash back to um the killer queen who does fat bottom girls and then the number after that another one bites the dust another one bites the dust right kills right because she, she kills, kills um, 
she yeah, kills Khashoggi. Because he like gets into the back, and then the screen showed him getting all shocked and whatever. Oh, okay. Although he comes back later, but that's the encore. That so. was the encore. It wasn't clear. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Killer Queen does that, and then if you're sitting in front of behind like three old ladies, one of them is gonna say about fucking time. Oh man, they were great. <laughs> More on them later. Them later. <laughs> and so then that happens just to like fill time. It really has no bearing on any events. Except I guess Kashagi dies, but really no bear. That just on makes any it events. easier for it. Like that make that lowers the stakes. That just gives you enough there's time no to one pretend that after there's been anymore. more time in this breakup. So then they do Hammer to Fall with uh, Galileo and Scaramouche, and they're like, mm, "We are angry at each other for some reason." And then eventually they get back to the Hard Rock. One guy who put a videotape up his ass is like, "I actually haven't been like totally, you know, lobotomized." And he's like, you know it would be stupid to put this videotape in that VCR? And then they're like, let's do that. And they put it in. And then they hear some queen. And then Galileo goes, who are those pretty girls? And then he goes, those weren't girls. They were women. I mean, <laughs> they were men. <laughs> the other one. The other one. He goes, ah! And every person over the age of 50 laughs because they've never heard of a man with long hair. So I think it's fucking hilarious. I think it's goddamn hilarious. And so then they're like, well, how are we going to get the eventually? But playing the videotape, for some reason, activates the Freddie Mercury statue in the Hard Rock Cafe, which points <laughs> over to to fucking memphis it points to graceland memphis tennessee because we need to reference paul simon in this for some reason and, uh and also elvis Presley. Yeah. yes i know alex but when they say okay. graceland memphis tennessee it's a clear call to the song graceland by paul simon that's where graceland is though yes but you can say it in different ways you could just say graceland you don't see graceland memphis tennessee unless you're referencing paul simon's graceland okay i didn't pick up on that because you're dumb. I guess so. <laughs> oh, I'm dumb too. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> then they jump on the Harley Davidson, which as we all remember is a Harley Davidson, and then three adults pretend to ride a motorbike <laughs> on stage for us. Oh, yeah. For and they're even like... Long time. <laughs> for Yeah, for too long. And they break the fourth wall briefly. So like, yeah. but it's on this wooden stand. And he's like, nah. And then they just like... Yeah, they're like, no. And go. so they ride it. And then they it runs out of gas because it's exactly the amount of gas to get to Graceland. And then they, they push it over the side. And then then they're like, oh, we're outside of this gate, but we there's a, a secret code to get in or something. They're like, look at this. Like, it's music on the thing. And nobody's ever heard of just breaking into a grave because apparently that doesn't exist in this time. So they have to <laughs> instead demand that the audience clap along so that they can perform We Will Rock You. And then the gates open, and there is just a person standing there with a guitar for him to grab and you get to see that person walk away after he grabs the guitar it's phenomenal you watch a man pretend to be a statue give a man a guitar and then walk away (laughs) walk off and then they they he tries galileo tries to jam on it but he's like oh i'm i i suck and then by gift of having a vagina i guess i don't know scaramouche plays it and she shreds and she's like you sing i'll play guitar even though it's been established that everyone can sing so what the point of galileo is in the end if he can't actually play the guitar yeah and she doesn't even pretend to play the guitar again after that really no she really doesn't plus then the band who's been kept up behind one of the tv screens just takes over yeah and, and it just turns they, into a concert, and the story just is just abandoned. It a concert for, like, three songs, and they play, like, two chords, and then the killer queen comes up. She's like, ah, no, rock and roll music, and dies. And then they play We Will Rock You, they, and then they leave. They come back to sing We Will Rock You, but quickly. 
and then they're like, "Do you want to hear Bohemian Rhapsody?" And you say, "No, thank you. We're good." And they yeah, say, that was like it was like more noise as a as an encore because they like all bowed. Mm, it was presented as a treat, like a reward. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, like almost the entire audience did think it was because they're not sick of Bohemian Rhapsody anymore. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, now that we've summarized it, um, first I guess we should talk about our own experiences with it, which I think are mostly negative. But then we'll talk about who we think this is for. Um, John, how did uh, like get be like take us through your experience from sitting down to to watching it to the break to watching the rest to finishing it? What it was going through your head. <laughs> Um, I think there were actually some some positives in the show, but they were by the end they seemed quite minor to the <laughs> negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think I want to say that the costume design was really good. Yeah, I will say that's fair. I did see the costume. I was like, that's some cool like cyber fascist clothes or whatever. There's a lot yeah, of kind of like Star Trek uniforms, but like more fashionable sort of for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked um. Kashagi's like lieutenant outfit or whatever. Yeah, too bad Kashagi sucked because I did like his <laughs> uniform. I see. I I thought he sucked at first, but then like as he as he talked more, I kind of enjoyed his over the top speaking. Right, like, like yeah, it was, if everybody played ball with Kashagi, we would have a better piece here. I think you're <laughs> right in that he had that cheesy like candor. Yeah, and then if everybody played that, we would have a musical that was making fun of itself, and then that's yeah, yeah it was. Definitely, like at its best when it was really someone was really like chewing it up and like mm-hmm. just having a like. I'm pretty sure everybody knew this thing was not great working on it. Anyway, I interrupted you, John. I'll let you keep yeah, going. Yeah, go ahead, keep going, John. Um, most of the the singers were really good. I did think like Galileo was probably my favorite singer really? there. I yeah. thought he was fucking awful. Really, that's was... crazy. Because I think he's just like the pop dissemination of what people think of when they think of Queen. Whereas mm. really, Freddie Mercury is almost more operatic than he is pop. And so when you take out the opera and just focus on the pop, you get this sort of limp performance. And that's what I found from him. Oh, okay. I, I thought like, I'm just looking at the set list again. I'm pretty sure like his, his version of I Want to Break Free was probably my highlight. Oh, I hated it. I hated Galileo the whole way through. Interesting. And that might yeah, also be because favorite. I hated his character. Yeah. he was just like, I just hear good songs in my head. Shut up, Galileo. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think there was actually a single likable character, but I thought mm-hmm. like him as, um, as a singer was as my favorite. Singer. That's fair. I'll allow you to have that opinion. In my good graces, I will. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I had one more positive, but I can't think of it right now. Okay, well, we'll hold on to that, and we'll get Alex to talk about his experience. Okay. Um, it was definitely odd. Um, I like like John said, costumes were nice. There was lots of like color everywhere, which I could get behind. Do like it when there's lots of color everywhere. Um. That. It's just there's this weird, like, dissonance because you're taking, like a very like rock and roll, with its own. It's still it's theatrical, but it's still not the same thing as musical theater. So when you try to like push it into a musical theater context, it really loses like the edge. Um, because music th- musical theater, and I'm sure musical theater nerds will disagree with me, <laughs> but it doesn't have any grit. Yeah, it's really tough to give it that because, 
and I don't know exactly why. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like you should be able to do that, right? Like, yeah. Like, down and dirty. Ver- but and like, maybe, like, I haven't seen, like, Hamilton, so maybe that's a little Hamilton different. Hamilton sucks. Okay. So let's move forward. <laughs> um, but think about something, even something like Sweeney Todd, which is a dark musical. Right. Is so clean cut feeling from start to finish. Like, and at part, I don't know, maybe it's just, um, like, some of the some of the things they do. Like, the way they sing is very much in the, like, sort of opera vein. Not necessarily the same, but, like, it's very... It's, like, it's, it's very clean, clean opera and, bean. And it's you're trying like... to... Without the, like, the lower end, like, grit on it. Um, and it just feels more, like... I think maybe because it's a larger production, it doesn't come from the same place, and it loses, like, the attitude. Mm-hmm. Plus, I have to imagine a lot of these actors, like... If you're in musical theater, you pretty much have to take whatever job you get. Like, yeah. So yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I'm so sure you it, just like audition for anything that comes up. Yeah, like really, it's not that lucrative, especially if you're in like Calgary. Like yeah. if you're in Western Canada. Yeah, this was a Calgary-based musical. Yeah. The the production company is from Calgary. So it seemed to me like probably most people on stage like knew. It was not great, like really. But I also think there's that weird mindset, and I think you've probably at least witnessed it as well when you're in a that kind of like uh uh the context of a production where like you do the thing over and over and over again, even if it kind of sucks, you sort of like you enjoy it because you're with you make friends and stuff. Yeah, and you're just like fucking around. You polish this turd together. Exactly. If it is a turd, it is a polished turd. Yeah, and so it's it's very odd and. I, some of the stuff they did we talked about like them dunking on some pop stars and not others in way their kind of like ethos was a little bit unclear mm-hmm. um let's see what else there's a lot of scattered thoughts and uh there was the moment i disliked the most probably was someone what do they i'm trying to remember what they say they spell out crap but they say like computer, computer recorded recorded auto-tuned pop or something like yeah. that and then that was some like dunk and they're like i'm so sick of this like modern pop and then like the audience a lot of the audience Cheer. cheered at that line so i was like this is fucked up man because uh, i know what they mean i've been there i was 14 once i was 18 months it's like if you were <laughs> i hung on to that a little too long if you were the like, father of a teenaged kid and you were like I yeah need to express to my child who loves musical theater why their music is bad you're like i need to write a musical that references bruce springsteen also britney spears <laughs> for some reason and like like uh, the rolling stones in this but it's all based on queen music and it's like, I need to tell them that the modern music is crap. How do I do that? I need to make an acronym. Like, it's, it's like, it seems like it was written by a rock and roll dad, like a fucking 40 year old. And I don't know. Maybe that's what Ben Elton is. I haven't looked up much about him. Um, he wrote the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. And he wrote a sequel to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> he also has 15 novels. Crime novels. Crime, and other novels. But the crime is one of the genres <laughs> oh, okay. he covers. Um, yeah, it was... And I like I went into it. I didn't want to just like dunk on it. And I really did think like approaching it from like we do bad movie nights. Mm-hmm. Approaching it from that perspective, it was like just a mess and like enjoyable that way because it was colorful and 
dynamic. I don't know. So things like are moving had, around. They're where, flashing where on lights. the scale of bad movies we've watched, would you put it, Alex? Because um, I think on the d- disaster end, we have like Neil Breen. We have right. uh, the Bird Apocalypse, Bird Birdemic, Birdemic, and like those are like true garbage and then you have high production bad movies like grown-ups 2 sex in the city 2 right and it wasn't have, like that and then you have well-intentioned ones like we are your friends which have a production value and some kind of like soul behind them but they're so poorly done so like where no, do we fall on this, this what was, kind of bad movie this was this? misguided um clearly has money behind it but like is flawed from the get-go like mm-hmm. the concept is flawed um yeah, because just but, trying to force 27 Queen songs into a story is a bad idea. <laughs> it's insane! Yeah, so, I'd have been happy with half that many Queen songs if the story was good. Like, yeah, yeah, and like, and even if some of the jokes hit, like, none of the jokes hit. Mm-hmm. Maybe one, like, kind of was like, eh. Yeah, but like, like, near the end when that one character revealed himself to be a bisexual disaster, like, it was great. When they were got on the motorbike, he's like, "But my boner might touch you." And then, and she's like, "I'll scoot up." He's like, "I'll scoot." And he's like, "Well, my boner's still gonna do it." <laughs> um, but like, so it 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 made me think of Microwave Massacre, mm. but also, um, what was Microwave the... Massacre available free on YouTube? Free on YouTube. Um, but it also made me think of if um, Manborg was like. Not funny and not on purpose. Right. Like, they didn't do it that way on purpose. Like, they set out to make a good movie, but they just made a bad version of Manborg. That makes sense. That, that is probably the best so it's, description. So, it's a bad version of an intentional B-movie? Yeah. So, it's, I guess, a B-movie? Because it's, like, and given that it was so universally panned, like, on arrival, you could make this an intentional b-movie kind of musical where you make fun of the original script you build on it and you just have a good time playing queen songs yeah you don't charge which, 100 bucks for tickets you don't charge 100 bucks for bad tickets it's probably the best yeah approach to it that makes the most sense but they seem to have more faith in the script than they probably should have yeah um fans of the show uh, I don't know who you are, but fans of the show will recall we mentioned this song on our Under Pressure episode also with John Bell, where we we talked about their cover version of this. And we talked in there about how the beginning like banter of that song was so like mired in 90s like understanding of technology, where she's like, and they'll drag us to trash. They kept that line word for word. Like they couldn't <laughs> they did, and we lost it. <laughs> lost our fucking minds. Um, yeah, just I guess just to briefly touch on my own experience, it was bad. It was bad the whole way through. As soon as I, it started, I was like, "This is going to be so awful." But then it kept impressing me, and how awful it could. It definitely be. got worse. Some of the, yeah. the the aged gender stereotypes that were baked into the script were just at like one point. He's like. I'm a man, so I'm stronger and faster. And she's like, but I'm smarter. And they're like, wow, that's the genders. You're either physically capable or you're smart. Yeah, holy shit, that's so dated. It's so dated and just like, and and not even just like casually baked in, like they line for line had to bring these stereotypes to the front. And they changed some lines clearly, as we mentioned. They Mm -hmm. update some references and stuff. Yeah. So like they didn't have to say it that way, but they did. And it was just like, uh, it's it's just the sloppiest, like, 
shoehorning in of songs throughout like every like critique i read in the intro rings a hundred percent true it sounds like somebody like something somebody in elementary school or early junior high would write where they're like i'm an individual and everybody else is just part of the machine except for one girl that i want to fuck and like <laughs> and there's maybe some other cool people around but they're yeah. gonna die i mean the the one review called it's very sixth form and that's yes. appropriate it's very like that, high school that rings a hundred percent true like it is it's just juvenile trash with weird horny like the horniness of the jokes were like it would play well to a junior high audience but also i felt they were too horny for a junior high audience it was so, so unnecessary there were yeah. so many sexual references so many and just like like very like when the two we meet the two rebellion people in their like opening act, like he straight up like like just about straddles that woman's head right at the start of their scene, <laughs> and you're like, oh There's my a lot god, of like these are open blowjob references with intense sexual like body language. And it's like that's too much for like junior high kids, and and it's also too juvenile for adults. So like, who is this play for? I think it's just for Ben Elton. <laughs> I think it is just for Ben it's Elton. It's for Ben Elton to like make a probably a ton of money off like royalties. Like that Ben Elton is he still making money work? off this? Yeah, absolutely, like, he, he doesn't is. need to do work. He did this, and this he's probably set. And it's insane because in their final performance on the West End, Roger Taylor and Brian May joined them to perform like in the band. <laughs> yeah, in the band. Mm. Oh my god! Like in the original one, like two thousand two mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, that's the West End run. So, I think they played Jesus. till 2014 or something. Yeah, like so that. in the yeah. final run of the the West End production in 2014, oh, uh, okay. the two members of Queen came on. And it that's is crazy that it kept going after the first year. It is stunning because it should never have kept on. But it people got so many love Queen so much, and I think like if you squint your ears, and you're <laughs> just like, oh yeah, this is a Queen song I like, but I don't think that's enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when when Fat Bottom Girls started, was that the one? Yeah. 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 Um and we said the old lady in front of us was like about fucking time. That was like they were just playing a recording of the original song like mm-hmm. for the <laughs> yeah. opening like harmonies, which is weird cuz they had a whole chorus underneath a dress. Um any more comments on the the musical itself before we delve into the track listing and then just I guess some general comments cuz honestly there's not a lot of meat to to get here yeah let's look let's let's i, I want to talk about some tracks i don't have any alex could general. you list out all the tracks for us in one and then we'll go kind of track by track sure sure they start with innuendo as like an ensemble and then they sing radio gaga then i want to break free which is broken into two parts because there's the galileo part and then there's the scaramouche part right because uh, they both want to break free but they haven't met each other yet. they haven't met each other yet um and then scaramouche uh sings somebody to love which i think is was unwarranted. Uh, then the, yes. the colonnades. I don't know. That's an instrumental part. Interestingly, the colonnades is not listed in the original tracking. No, they they changed the tracks around a bit. Uh, and then Killer Queen, and now I'm here, which is when Killer Queen is introduced. And then we go. To- now I'm here, not part of the original listing. Hmm. Yeah. They actually they changed the set list even like a week ago. It was different. Oh shit. They also misprinted the program a bit at the end um oh. <laughs> and then galileo and scaramouche escape and they sing under pressure and then killer queen sings and Khashoggi uh sing a kind of magic uh on stairs yeah and then that i want awful. it all which is uh britney spears and ozzy osbourne um which oh, is i wish too- oh ozzy osbourne's called meatloaf in the original 
Oh, they changed oh. that. Well, yeah, just looking at the track listing here, I want it all. Was Britney by Spears Britain still meat. named Britney Spears? Yeah, Britain Meat. Okay. Hmm. Meat. <laughs> meat. Huh. Uh, and then they sing headlong when they're like we we're in this rebellion now. Um, and then they sing no one but you, which is brackets only the brackets good die only young. the good die young, which is like a post Freddie Mercury Queen song. Uh, then Which was crazy. basically about how Freddie Mercury is dead. <laughs> yep, it was about Freddie Mercury. Um, then Crazy Little Thing Called Love, and then they play a bit of Ogre Battle when the laser death scene is happening. And, and that's, that's Act, act one. 1. And then we come back into Act 2 after a 20-minute intermission um, with Flash, which is when they're doing the torture scenes. And then they do the Seven Seas of Rye because Khashoggi sings it because he's, you know, fear me, your lords. And, you know, he's uh, yeah. wants people to fear him. Um, and then Who Wants to Live Forever, which is Scaramouche and Galileo because they fall in love at that point. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes. That's that was a love song love. for some reason. Um, and then Van Transition, <laughs> which is when they're fucking. And then this is ooh. crazy. In the original, there's "Don't Stop Me Now." We never heard that. No, we didn't. They referenced it though. They talk about tigers. Um, okay, a week ago there was "Don't Stop Me Now." Hmm. Yeah, and it got that's crazy. That and that I think that proves how loose the plot. How is. like interchangeable that everything. You can is. interchange yes. Queen songs at random. Whatever fucking Queen song you want. Um, and then "Fat Bottom Girls" is when we go back to Killer Queen, and then she sings another one "Bites the Dust" when she kills. Uh, what's his name? Um, Kishogi. Yeah, Kishogi. and then uh, Hammer to Fall because they're fighting now. Galileo and Scaramouche. Yeah. Um, and then these are the days of our lives, which, which is, is the, the brainwashed gang. Buddy Holly, which is the rainbow. He's called. He's gag. Iggy Pop in the original. Oh, they they're just changing names just because. Oh. Um, and then uh, they sing, "We are the ch- no." See, now this is where they everything gets fucked around because then they do the headlong because they're mm-hmm. on the motorbike. But this list, we had the champions first. Okay. Because what happened was they sang Headlong, and then they got everyone to sing We Will Rock You, and then they sing We Are the Champions, and then I think they do We Will Rock You some more. I'll give you the original run here. So after These Are the Days of Our Lives, it's Bicycle Race, which we did get briefly. Yeah, they like sing a bit of it. And then we get Headlong, then we get Brighton Rock as an instrumental, then we get Tie Your Mother Down as an instrumental, then we get We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah mess up the order a bit here, but it's kind of weird. They cut some good stuff. So out. that's the full mm-hmm. musical. Um, overall notes, I will say it really just felt like karaoke. Like it was pretty much beat for beat. Like they had a band, and the band did great. I will not, I will not slight the band. They were yeah. the only ones I band, applauded for band at the did end. Good. They did a great job. They, yeah, like we were saying, we wanted to see more of them. They were just hidden mm-hmm. by a TV the whole time. Yeah. And they had a cool setup where they're like, you know, like above the stage, but we didn't get to see enough of them during the performance. Yeah, they should have had more lights in there, I think. Mm hmm. It would have been kind of neat. And we, I forgot to mention this before, like, I, everyone seemed to be like a perfectly good singer. Like, there was a lot of tough songs to sing. I mean, yeah, nobody was off key. It wasn't like, like, um, the last live show we talked about, which was the Crime of the Crime Century. Of the Century, yeah. Um, Shout out Jesse Crossley. Yeah, they actually like did a bad job singing a lot of it. Like, they were not good. Whereas this, like, they could sing it all. It was done fine. But like, and you said it sounded like karaoke, and I think that's a lot of that is just like it's missing that edge. Like it's just somebody singing the song. Yeah, like even when they opened on Innuendo and Radio Gaga, it sounded like a school choir, which it kind of was supposed to be. Yeah, but not. It's not the it's same not, as bringing not, yeah. out literal abused children to sing a song yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, like um, we we said on the under pressure episode, 
when we like looked at this version, we said it was just karaoke. It was exactly the same as the original, but with different vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one hundred percent the same here. now. Yeah, and that's I was I'm shocked to see that that is every song on the track. You know, I think I said on that episode like maybe it makes more sense in context because they say some shit. And yeah, because I like, we be dragged yeah. into the trash. <laughs> and yeah, I I don't think that's true anymore. That's. <laughs> no, it made no sense in context. Um, we so mentioned any- that they changed a bunch of lyrics, right? Yeah, they, um, did we talk about we that? We didn't talk about that. I think, yeah, I think it's been like slightly mentioned, but we need to focus on that. They changed yeah. a bunch of lyrics, and not for the benefit of the musical. <laughs> it yeah, was it, just to ham fist in references to te- technology. Like some of this stuff, yeah, like it was supposed to sound like. For Radio Gaga, they're like, oh, we also talk about, like, internet. Like, we throw yes, that so in. they wanted to dunk on the internet. It's worth noting here that in original versions of this play, which was released in 2002, it was called Planet Mall and not iPlanet. Yeah, so its focus is a little different. Its focus was a little different. Dunking. But so in these versions, instead of ra- – they do still say Radio Gaga. They say, oh, here is Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, internet, caca. Caca meaning shit. <laughs> Poop. That's right. Oh fucking my. got you the internet <laughs> will is got looking him. at me just bewildered <laughs> so and there were a lot of times and i wish i had an example but i don't remember anything specific like it seemed like they should have changed lines because they didn't make any sense in context yeah, and like you... they could have changed that line too but i feel like either they couldn't think of anything or we're just kind of like going yeah, with when it. when you open up the door to changing lyrics yeah then any lyric that doesn't quite fit that you still perform is are you. It raises the question: Why didn't you change this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and some of the songs on the set just didn't fit mm-hmm. at all. Anyway, I didn't like, like the setup with Scaramouche when she's like, "Man, I just want to dress different from everyone else." And then it's like, "But what do you want?" She's like, "I want someone to love," and that was like the lamest thing. Yeah, that like <laughs> yeah. was like, really? "Why did you even have?" That? And she and so I look at something we didn't bring up in the plot summary is her whole like reason for getting in prison and why she was a different person is that she dresses differently from everybody. So she like wears her clothes open a bit. She wears like a, like, a, like a like a like a kind of purple trench coat looking thing. And her titties are out on display. I don't know. Even it's more she, after the she costume. She wasn't wearing too. pastels. Yeah, and she wasn't wearing pastels. Is the big part. Everybody else looked like Power Rangers or part of Voltron, and she looked like a cyberpunk detective. And then she, they meet the resistance, and the resistance is like, "You can't dress that way. You need to dress like us." <laughs> and like her only defining feature as a rebel was the way she dressed. And I feel like it would have been such a more powerful moment if she showed up, and they're like, "Whoa." We should dress like you, and she like brought her style to the rebellion, rather than the rebellion being like, no, right, being like, no, you need a tutu and a much lower cut top. Yeah, she loses. She completely loses her physical character after that moment, and then it's hard to pick her out in numbers after that. They also yes, they're like talking about the makeover, and they're like, we could put you in tight jeans. She's like, mm, no thanks, I don't like my butt or my thighs, and she's already wearing tight jeans. Right, she hates her body, and it's it's crazy because her only role, even according to the the prophecy, is just to be somebody for be the, a babe. Yeah, to be a babe for the protagonist to be horny for, even though she's the only one who can play the guitar at the end. And reprogram <laughs> yeah. microchips. We'll get so like she's I like this movie would be this this fucking musical would be smarter if they played that twist where she turns out to be the dreamer. But it was too stupid to even do that. She was like, 
It's so bad. <laughs> right, and she there's was parts... Also... Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, okay. Uh, th- there's parts where, like, she says things where it seems like she should also have... Like, he has this knowledge from the dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Where he hears these words. And there's things she occasionally says something where it'll be like, oh, she's also a dreamer or something like that. Because she knows things she shouldn't. But, like, that doesn't get addressed. Yeah. And yeah. She was, there like, time, she was yeah. the most unlikable character in the whole thing, because, like, every other word out of her, or every other line from her was just to disagree with yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Her entire role was like, mm, no, that's a bad idea. That's yeah, just, dumb like, and thinking on improv rules, like, she was no budding every suggestion instead <laughs> that's of yes true. And I was like, Holy come shit. on, lady! <laughs> yeah, she just shot every single line down. <laughs> mm-hmm, and it makes, it, yeah, it makes you hard, it hard for you to be like, well, we like this character, when she's like, mm, no... And uh, piss off, and you're like, yeah, just ugh. give us something to latch on to, Scaramouche. Like, come on, come on, Scaramouche. And then Killer Queen gets introduced, sings Killer Queen. Yeah, was we, let's let's fucking break this down. Were there any yeah. standout performances in terms of songs here? Mm. John, you liked I Want to Break Free, which I disagree with, but I will let you have it. Um, my other one was actually Who Wants to Live Forever. Forever. Okay, you know what? I did think that one was kind of good, but I couldn't yeah. get into it fully because of just the the teenage bullshit going on. I was yeah, really impressed at uh, Killer Queen, played by Christelle Chance, and her ability to like walk on that catwalk with the with like really high heels on. Right, <laughs> that was impressive. But they, it, it seemed like Killer Queen and uh, and. Fucking damn it, Khashoggi. <laughs> we were having like a lot of fun just fucking chewing shit up and just being like hammy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, they were ham central. And while their yeah. musical performances weren't always necessarily the great, I think their stage performance I enjoyed. So, and a lot of purple. Purple's always nice. That was kind yeah. of her color. Um, so they introduce her and then she sings Now I'm Here. And I think it's supposed to be like. I can be everywhere. At yeah, once. it's supposed to be like I am everywhere, like like fascist dictatorship. I see everything. Yeah, and uh, but I feel like there were some times where they could have, because there were uh, big screens in the background, and they could have been like moving it around, be like, now I'm here, now you know. Yeah, but like, they, they didn't time it the properly. Timing. They timed it with the music instead of the lyrics, and that was whack. Yeah, it felt. It just felt like they weren't doing anything. Um, yeah, now I'm here was like my low point of this whole thing i i think i, I might agree they, with that it was not my low points. point but i will <laughs> they say ruined my low it point. um and then they go under pressure where they're like running around they're trying to escape and people are looking for them and they're kind of like ducking because they have these yeah, like that was kind of mirror things these like mirror and fence things that were moving around sliding on wheels mm-hmm. and they kind of like would jump on them and get spun around and things were moving and they were like avoiding people and stuff um but under pressure the beginning of under pressure was I did not like because it was mostly just them kind of sitting on their like beds and being right, like, whatever, singing under pressure. And then they started to do some moving around and it got more interesting. Yeah, they got levels going on and the, like because they're like when they got to sort of the big part of the terror of knowing and she's like laying down, like looking up and yeah. you can kind of relate. But like, yeah, overall it was yeah. And then we missed out on a death on two legs instrumental. There was none of that in this music. Yeah, that wasn't there. What or play um, the game. Everybody, yeah, play the game. Did we miss out on play the game too? It was like I don't know from 
the Netherlands on December 20th that came between Killer Queen and Under Pressure. Yeah, oh. it's supposed to be there. That's the original track running. <laughs> so it sounds like nine days ago in in uh, the Netherlands, they just did the original show. <laughs> yeah, and here mm. they realized that it was a bad musical. Was it the, the same production? It's it's just called Wheel Rock You uh, Musical. This one is called the North American Tour. According this to was the, the Dutch tour. So it might be a different Dutch cast tour. and crew. That's yeah, true. it must be, I guess. I bet you the Dutch version's better. I would bet a hundred fucking bucks on that. <laughs> uh, and then they go back to Killer Queen and Khashoggi, and they sing a kind of magic. And that was when they were up on stairs, I think. They're just kind of like yeah. So one around. of the biggest tricks they pulled off, like like stage wise, was just like spinning around in circles. Whether it was these chain link fences slash mirrors that were just like little moving walls. Or these big, you know, like literally just the stage stairs that you would use for yeah, like, stage work. Pretty high stairs, considering like they were open in the front. You could pretty easily fall off of them. And again, Killer Queen has those huge ass heels. I was worried for a couple times. Yeah, I was surprised mm-hmm. there was no like safety bar there. Yeah, nothing. And they just, could just spun fall them out around in circles for four minutes while they sung <laughs> a kind of magic. And I, I, I think that was my low point. It's just like just from a visual perspective, yeah. watching them that was, just like yeah. go around in circles. I was like, "They have nothing. There was nothing here." <laughs> <laughs> and then I want it all, which is with Britney Spears and Ozzy Osbourne, which is them just being like, "Hey, we kind of want to fuck. We want it all." Yeah, but before like, that, was loosely connected. Before that, he the, he did he say the rebels want it all. Khashoggi said, "And that. they want it now." That's what he said. That is what he said. Um, and then they meet up and they have a little little uh, meeting thing, lots of singing. And then they sing headlong and they're like traveling on fences to the Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I don't know how that worked, but maybe that was supposed to be like them like jumping on a train or something. Maybe, but why is there a train? You know what? what? No references to Journey. This whole production. Oh yeah. <laughs> And again, like we were talking about how, like we talked about this last night, we discussed a lot, but how like spread out the references were. It's weird that you wouldn't just focus on Queen songs, which there was a wealth of lyrics and you could easily pull together right. all of these. It's a lot of like Elvis. Yeah, a well. lot of Elvis. A lot, there was a couple of Bruce Springsteen lines, um, Rolling Stones, Beatles. And uh, surprisingly, no journey. But like I said, but like you can make a like one step to making this musical better would honestly be to just pull it away from the Queen roots and then just make the jukebox musical a variety of songs from other artists. There's two ways to do it. Either you pull it away from Queen or you really focus on Queen. Yeah. No in between. But where we are at now, where he's like, nah, Britney Spears, and also Lady Gaga sometimes. You and I could write a bad romance. I'm like, yes, this is a bad romance, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> you can't point out in your writing how bad the writing is. That's not good writing. Yeah. And then, after that number is when they get to the Hard Rock Cafe with the Bohemians. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of introductions this for me was the low point because they're pretty much standing in a line and and talking about exposition and they sing a couple songs that weren't very interesting yeah um yeah the uh no one but you brackets only the good die young was was terrible i mean it was sung fine but like in terms of purpose in a musical it was just to be like we like rock and roll music 
And we like, love Freddie Mercury, and he's good, and he's great, and the songs he made are good. And like, it's, it's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, and before they're like, all oh, the artists that were taken too young from us. From us too young, whatever, and they just like list. They they list like artists. three rapists and yeah. a bunch of other people. <laughs> They're like, yeah, and Michael Jackson. We're like, stop, <laughs> please. And then uh, there's a bit of ogre battle, and then laser death, and then that's. Let's talk for the next ten know. minutes about laser death. Yeah, let's talk about so, <laughs> gentlemen, what was going in your minds before, during, and after laser death? <laughs> so before I was like, oh sweet ogre battle. That's a pretty cool song. And then everyone's running around. It's very chaotic and lights are flashing. And then suddenly he just runs into the middle of the area. And then like out of nowhere, just lasers. And he's like, and like writhing around. And then he's just like dead. And that was hilarious. It was weaker than a death in like laser tag. Like it was... He did just, yeah, just gyrate a little bit. Yeah. And then lights went down and that was it. That was it. And it was like, oh, Britney Spears is dead. And we're like, they we never really for... liked him that much anyway. I'm just Probably. upset they didn't get to have sex before he died. <laughs> yeah, poor Ozzy Osbourne. Man, if they were just fucking on stage, this would have been a different musical. God, that would have been a wild musical. Um, And then, so then there's the intermission. Uh, We hung around. There were some, as we mentioned, older ladies in front of us. Yeah. Uh, they came back and they were like, what the fuck is this all about? They're like, we didn't know whether there was going to be like a story. They're like, we just thought it was all Queen. And I'm like, well, why would you buy tickets to that anyway? That sounds bad. I mean, we came in knowing this was going to be we bad. We thought we were but... just going to see Queen. We could, maybe. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, at this point, I'd rather just see Cats. And the lady was like, no, I heard Cats is awful. I'm like, yeah, it's also only $15. <laughs> yeah, if you'd done your research, you would have found out that this was awful, too. Yeah, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> Old ladies. They're the best, though. They left they earlier great. than anyone else. Yeah, as soon as, like, the very end of Bohemian Rhapsody, they were like, fucking they out, were of there. out of there and then we said yeah great. let's do that too so we did so we did it was, and then and like when we first got up there i was like oh shit we forgot to grab a program and then she just like hands me one <laughs> i was like oh fuck so yeah that's the program we have it's from that's the that program we have shout out to those old ladies they're yeah, I was wondering how you got that what the hell great. <laughs> yeah because well, yeah. i literally said like oh fuck we didn't grab programs and then the old ladies proving that they she hear like, everything yeah just, like flipped it back like didn't even look at me she's that's like awesome. i don't want it i was like okay <laughs> sweet <laughs> Okay, so Act 2 starts. They sing Flash. All the Bohemians are, like, tied up to things. Yeah. And they're doing strobe light effects. And they're like, is that being tortured. Good. Did you guys find that clever, or did you just find it stupid? Which part? The part where it's like, oh, Flash could be like a flash of electricity. Was that where no, you're that like, mm, creative and true? No, yeah, it's stupid, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no Flash. Flash, I love you, Flash. So, like, it's not <laughs> worth it. Gordon's alive. Live, live, live. Fire the lasers! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, at, well, the torture was very like vague. They're like, we're going to steal your souls. And then like. And then, yeah, no clear process for that. Yeah, like, so even they the flash their bride, souls out. They, like they set it up in a scene with the guys like, well, we stretch you out oh, and we, we adjust the meter and every every notch is another 10 years. Like, like. That makes sense. Like, they give you the setup. This one, he's like, we're going to steal your souls. They're like, how are you going to do that? And it's like, well, those red lights on the helmets. They're like, all right. Yeah, and then they put those, like, headlamps on them that flash different colors. Mm -hmm. um, and then, at the end of all that, the one dude who was Buddy Holly, 
who's the rainbow man yeah he looked he just kind of like he was just kind of like oh it didn't affect me and then like snuck off with everyone because again i need to stress this for everyone please do he had a videotape up his ass a vhs cassette And uh, then he sings the Seven Seas of Rye, I believe. Put that's when he's like, now everyone needs to go away, and that might have been when the well, yeah, because the idea was that there, it was supposed to be this moment of like the song Seven Seas of Rye is so jovial, upbeat, but there was yeah. supposed to be this sinister undertone where their minds had been wiped, and that's why they came at the end. They're like, oh, I do love to be beside the seaside. Because they're like zombie walking, like yeah. zombie dancing. It's across supposed stage to be like the bit. cheeriness of the music betrays what's actually happening. But since this musical sucks, you don't get that because there was no weight to anything that happened. We just watched Britney Spears get shot to death, and it was the goofiest thing I ever seen. Like there was no weight to any of the events that happened here. We're not invested into it, and that's that immediately betrays any drama in any production. Yeah, and then it cuts back to. Scaramouche and Galileo to sing Who Wants to Live Forever. And was this the one where they're just kind of sitting? Yeah, we it took because like the song ends, and yeah. then we see them on top of the stairs again, because they had that stair piece set up, and they like start making out, and then you're like, oh, okay, and now it's gonna fade. And that was after like, the song though, wasn't no, it? No, but it, well, the instrumentals were still going out. Okay. Because the instrumentals had not ended, and so they just like kind of keep going, and then he like lays down, and you're like, are they just gonna simulate sex for like the next ten minutes? Like, what is gonna happen here? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was uh, something else. But I feel like yeah. was it, I think this was the song like most of it. They were just kind of sitting down and singing. Mm-hmm. Who wants to live yeah. forever? That's the thing. Like, it was who not wants very to live forever? I think in terms of over like being having an over dramatic interpretation still works because the lines themselves are so dramatic to begin with. Even though it is yeah, and it's from it's from Highlander. a super cheesy movie. Yeah. 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 So, like, that played to their benefit, and I think they did, like, like John, you said that you thought that was a good number, and I will agree with you, because I think musically, that was the one where I was the most, like, like soothed musically. I was like, oh, yes, queen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was nice that there was just no performance during that bit, so, like, mm-hmm. there was nothing to distract from the song. You could just enjoy the song and them singing it, and you're not worried about stairs spinning around spinning the stage. Around. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, or anything cuz their only move is spinning things around the stage. Literally. Plus, plus it's already a duet. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe they made more of a duet, but it's not like we talked about in under pressure how they tried to make it a duet and it's just really awkward. They didn't have to worry mm-hmm. about that. And it's just like again, this musical's so bad cuz I feel like who like that song could make such a killer duet about like love and loss in yeah in like a proper I, I don't know if there's a good jukebox musical but if you made one with this in like you could do it right and i don't I like i think it could be better the musical performance was fine but i think plot wise like there were better scenarios that it could have been in absolutely yeah and then highlight of the show van transition right <laughs> we all uh, lost our minds because, like, you're just sitting there, and it's like, and the caravan is coming in. And you're like, Van Morrison? I'm like, no, this is a Queen musical, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, so then Van Morrison showed up. Um, and then it jumps back to Killer Queen and the yuppies. And and they're singing Fat Bottom Girls and Another One Bites the Dust. We about talked about fucking this. time. Uh, when Fat Bottom <laughs> Girls <laughs> come on, you will know it is about fucking time. About fucking time. Uh, which she was that just thinking about so herself. That was so unnecessary to yeah. me, though. Completely. It was to display that she is having an orgy instead of a business meeting. 
Yeah, you I can't, think so. Like, you can't have it both ways. This is supposed to be a physically separated society, but those at the top are having mad orgies. Like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. And then she kills Khashoggi, mostly. Yeah, and another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust, moving around. And that one was, like, weird, because I felt yeah. like there should have been more physical interaction between Khashoggi and the, the chorus dancers. Because he mostly just did his own thing where he was like, no, no, the, the, the fate is coming on me. Do Whereas if this? you look at something like um, uh, Damn for All Time in Jesus Christ Superstar, like even it's his own personal, like, please don't. And they, they like push him around and stuff. Like he has these great physical interactions with the other people. And there was just like nothing between Khashoggi and the chorus. And I felt like they should have been pushing around, like setting him up in positions to get. Right, because they're the lackeys. Yeah, they're the lackeys. Like it should have been the Killer Queen actually like, like conducting harm on Khashoggi and then the chorus setting him up to be harmed. Like that yeah, would have been just an... like two guys grabbed his arms. Yeah. Like that would have been a number with weight. And what they did instead is just this like loose performance of another one bites the dust. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like disappointing both on a musical performance standard and as a like theater performance. <laughs> yeah. And like, there wasn't really much build to it. They were just like on the same side and then, He's just like, hey, I fucked up one time. She's like, well, you're dead then, I guess. I'm yeah, pretty so sure like, there wasn't other mistakes, right? It wasn't like a three strikes thing. It was just no, like, exactly. all right, like, that's like, what happened. In in storyline here, the 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 two two people ran away. They went to join the rebels. He goes to find them. He brings back every single rebel except for the two that escaped. <laughs> he like kills almost all yeah, of them. He objectively she's does like, a good, good job. Enough. And then she kills him. She kills him. <laughs> <laughs> he like <laughs> he got rid of all the rebels and he died for it <laughs> yeah that is oh my god i didn't even think of it like that now it's even worse <laughs> yeah <laughs> poor guy <sighs> yeah oh, we stand kashogi here <laughs> yeah <laughs> kashogi deserved better yeah <laughs> kashogi did nothing wrong hashtag <laughs> He did everything right. www dot at slash at slash hashtag Khashoggi. Khashoggi did nothing backslash wrong dot global w dot at xx capital x lowercase x. Yeah, his death is completely unnecessary. Also, they have normal names, right? They have because they talk to each other. They're just like ah Khashoggi, ah Killer Queen. Even though they have these URLs, so people have names in this society. Like they. Anyway, anyway. Um, so then that ends, and then Galileo and Scaramouche get in their, like, shitty fight where he's like, I'm a man, and I should be strong. She's like, I'm a woman, so I'm smart. smart. And then they fight when they sing Hammer to Fall. And, and where they, like, imitate each other is, like, sort yeah. of the premise of it, but it doesn't really work out. And If only there was a anyway. song where, I don't know, there was some echoes. You know what would work for that? Now I'm here. Yeah, because there's echoes <laughs> yeah. in that song. Um, And then... It goes back to the Hard Rock Cafe, and Buddy and the Bohemians are like... Oh, yeah, they're like, these are the days of, these are the days of our lives. Because he's like, now everyone's brainwashed, and he turns off all their brainwashing things and like yeah. laments I thought he was that. still in the... Uh, oh, but I guess maybe they sent him back there. Oh, yeah, that might have... I don't remember. It honestly it does not matter where they are when that no, song it takes doesn't. place. I thought it was the Hard Rock ca- Cafe. I think it had to have been, because right after that would be when they come into the Hard Rock Cafe, right. and then they yeah. do the bike thing. They 
they watch the bit of the videotape and then it breaks again. And they're like, how are we going to get all the way to Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee? This is a Paul Simon reference. <laughs> I said, I get that. And no, nobody else fucking raised their hands. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> and then they're like, bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. And then, because they, they're zombies at this point, they're all laying down. That was kind of, that was a fun moment. Like, and then they're like, good, we but- don't have a bicycle or something. Yeah. Like, but we have this Harley Davidson. So they do that. Then there was the dick jokes. And then we, yeah, the dick jokes. We watched three grown adults pretend to ride a motor- motorcycle with CGI in the background. And then for it rotated. Yeah. 90 degrees. Amazing. It was incredible. Um, and then they were at the thing. And then that was the headlong reprise, by the way, on the bike. And then they do We Will Rock You. Because then they were like, how are we going to make music without music? And then they decide to stomp their feet and clap their hands. Yeah. And, and it's that just, was like, that could have been cool because you get audience participation. Such a right? good moment because the audience participation, but you have to earn that moment. Yeah. I was so, it. it reminds me of when we saw Frank Turner open for the Arkells. Right. And in his bit, he was like, somebody come up here and play harmonica. It's in key. So all you have to do is blow and suck like to your will and it'll all sound good. Right. It was very cool. And it was a great bit because it sounded perfect. It didn't matter who came up there, it didn't matter what they played. It sounded like a harmonica solo. And then the Arkells came up afterwards and was like, somebody want to come up, play guitar in this song? And it was the worst thing that happened to anyone. And <laughs> like the, that segment was the Arkells version of, of this that happening. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if the musical was spot on and rad, like that would have been a moment where everybody was like, finally, we get to participate in all these yeah. clean songs. But instead, it was just like, oh, God, we've all got to fucking clap our hands now. <laughs> yeah. Which none of us did. No, we staunchly refused. I mean, this is the end. This was, at this point, really, the plot was starting to wear thin, and, like, it pretty much disappears pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they play We Will Rock You with uh, with human percussion, which why they hadn't discovered percussion earlier as a form of instrumentation. Yeah. The only, and, again, the only thing I will agree with in this musical is that when they reach these gates at Memphis, they're like, why well, should we do it a cappella? And then the one guy's like, <laughs> no! That is never necessary. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. That's it. That's the only good moment the show has ever had. <laughs> and so, yeah, so they play this number and they make the audience do it. And the audience did participate. In they did. A lot credit. of the audience was pretty into it. And that's because they were all like 50 plus. Yeah. And it's because everybody there is just a casual Queen fan. Exactly. And a casual Queen fan, as soon as you get to the last three songs, they're happy. They just want... We will rock you. We're the champions of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, finally, right? Like, and that's when I tuned the fuck out. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's when I was like, "Are we done yet? Like, can we can we roll out?" And so yeah, so they play that, and then the Killer Queen comes on screen. And she's like, "Ah, rock and roll has saved your souls and killed me, Jesus." And then she yeah, dies. and then she dies. I guess I from guess. the rock and roll. It's and really unclear. That's when they get she the red deleted. special. That's I right. So they get Terrible the red program. special, which is. <laughs> Brian May's guitar from Elvis's grave. Oh, that makes sense. That that would have been a good moment if they talked about how it was Brian May's guitar. It was. And then, well, then she did her fake shredding of the guitar, and I really feel like she has to know that when, when the pitch goes up, you move up the neck a bit, right? right? Yes. But, like, she had her hand down at the very 
like the headstock the whole time. And I feel like she could have mimed a bit better. Yeah, like, like Marty McFly did a better job yeah. in Back to the Future. <laughs> like she's on stage with two guitarists at this mm. point, pretty much. And she's and been touring. You think she could learn yeah. at least the basic gestures. Like, like move your fingers a bit. Because they're know. playing I mean, like, that bit live, so they could tell yeah. her, like, they're like, look, this is what we're playing. This is how you would look playing. Or like, it. I mean, look, uh, like, mime it a bit. At Put least, like, these are the, the sections. Yeah. Even if well, you can't, like, like, she did a roll. Okay, so you can't mime as well when you're doing a roll. She didn't do a roll the whole time. Yeah. She stood for it for a mm-hmm. lot of it, and I was like, I and there's know. no clear reason why she knows how to shred guitar. She- Again, if she had been the dreamer as well or mm-hmm. something, yeah, maybe like that would have, but that didn't come into it's it. It's just a hack moment where it's like, yeah. oh, you sing. And he's like, no, okay, but everybody can sing in this world because it's a musical. Right. So- and then this is where like reality completely crumbles. They make a couple fourth wall breaks uh, at this point. Obviously, the audience was already singing along. And well, then he's yeah, like, earlier, now we've got I think our band. We we're all supposed to be Global Soft employees. Watching that was, them? That was during, um, um, not Somebody You Love, not Killer Queen. Um, uh, maybe Killer... Uh, yeah, it was Killer Queen. Because he's like, oh, chairman of the Global Soft, chair women, chair gender neutral people. And people are like, gender oh, neutral yeah. people in Alberta? I've never heard of that. <laughs> and I had a laugh. <laughs> but they, I think that was supposed to be us being the audience, being Global Soft employees. Okay, so well, then now we become clear. an audience later on. So yeah, there's also confusion in the meta narrative. You're correct. Um, and then at that point, they kind of just do a performance. He's like, this is my band, the Gigolos. And then they like oh, open yeah, up the band, band comes out of nowhere. And they like, they're just like, we're his band. And then he's like, I've never met these people. I have a band. And then they do, <laughs> I think they do some more. We will rock you. And then they play. We are the champions. Yep. And then you get, then that's like, that's technically the full like, show. That's it. They like bowed. And yeah, no, for their bow section, they do. We will rock you. Fast version. Yeah, fast version of it. And then uh, they leave, and then the, the the monitors, which had earlier told us about rock history, are now like, and how at the time Bohemian Rhapsody? And you're like, no, thank you. And they're like, Bohemian Rhapsody, though? And then you're like, no. And they're like, make some noise. You're like, no, thank you. Yeah, I have to wonder if that was manual, because the amount of time between... Yeah, the amount of time between, like, make some noise and, like, we can't hear you was, like, so perfect. Like... Either they know exactly the amount of time people cheer for, or there's a person on the buttons being right, like, the buttons. So it was impressive. So when they do Bohemian Rhapsody has no bearing on anything. Everybody just gets Yeah, it's literally dance. like it's an encore. And then it ends. And then it's over. So yeah, it's just everyone out of character. The old ladies fuck off and we tail behind them. Tail behind them. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about this in sort of a similar style to how we wrap up uh, uh, covers. Best moment of this show, worst moment of this show... <laughs> And, and weirdest moment of this show. Um, John, you are a guest. I'll have you start. What is the worst moment of this performance? Oh, man, I've already talked about it, but it was, it was Now I'm Here. Just because, like, for some reason, they didn't do any of the echo parts. Yeah, that. which is what she part of what makes that song so good. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they did the part where, like, her, her face, like, would be on, like, stage left, then stage right. No echo or anything. Yeah, so. and even that Worst part was done me. sloppily, so like it wasn't good. Mm. No. It was a real shoehorn number, and you can feel it. Yeah. Alex, what was the worst, worst part moment? Of this? How long can a moment be? Um, as long as you want it to be. Um, Two and a half I hours. Just, I feel like, <laughs> like in Act One, once they get to the, the, um, Hard Rock Cafe, and it's just like hangs there for so long. 
that to me was the worst because like before that pretty almost every number like one or two numbers and then like keep going and like without much talking so it was like at least things were changing and like the set was different and there were different light lighting and costumes and like things were kind of moving and then at that point it was just like totally stopped and just like hung out for a while and like described things right and that was to me names wrong yeah yeah and the joke like the running joke that they just kept banging that's not the right word just kept kept hanging on to it and it was bad yeah that was the worst to me i would say the worst moment um was probably and i'll call it a moment was the relationship between galileo and scaramouche it was a moment wasn't it It was a moment it, <laughs> it was like it was mo- five it minutes was just like, and, and, and it was just arbitrary and was just played to fit in more queen songs and it just it pushed this weird gender narrative that we didn't need in the story yeah and it was just bad it was just a fucking bad time and that's i think the story would have been the same if that five minutes hadn't happened, hadn't happened. yeah it's completely yeah. irrelevant just friends yeah and so, yeah, that is, I would say, the worst moment. Let's let's switch to a positive note, John. What's the best moment of this show? And I think we uh, might again, be I talked about it during this. the show, but it's got to be "Who Wants to Live Forever." Okay, because I, I thought they both sang that very well. Yeah, it was a strong singing performance. I think that one allows for a lot of cheesiness in there, so it's like you can't really like damage that song even being cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good job. I was like, I was caught up, and I was in that moment. I was like, "That's a good Queen song." Oh yeah, that's what the show's supposed to do. So they got me there. Yeah. Best moment. Yeah. Hands down, best moment. Laser death. Laser death. Easily. Me too. Second (laughs) place. Second place. Van transition. (laughs) Shut up, Alex. (laughs) We got out of the theater. You're like, "Oh, it's the van transition." I didn't even see it. I know it was so nothing. (laughs) <laughs> no, it actually sucked. Van transition. I just like how it's its own track. Yeah, I like on how the, it is listed there on the program. But yeah, that yeah, laser it made death. the set list, but bicycle race didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bicycle race didn't fucking make it. I just love that laser death was like it's like pure B movie magic, but on stage live. Yeah, and just like I don't think it was supposed to be as bad as we all saw. No, it, it was as. hilarious. It I was loved it. Comedy. <laughs> it was pure comedy. You can't you can't reproduce that with good writing and like good timing. That is just like rawest comedy. <laughs> and I love it. John, what was the weirdest moment of this? <laughs> I think it's got to be the three grown adults sitting on <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a motorbike, on the motorbike pretending to move <laughs> and we're all supposed to just like watch making boner uh, and, jokes and they're just they're just like whooping and cheering along and it's just so fucking awkward right yeah, it's like awkward headlong reprise sad. my friend you're just like okay are we at Graceland yet? Like I'm like I it would was just, so long as well. We could have just could have wheeled it off stage and come back. I like, believed it. Like they yeah. get there, but you don't know, and they're like, "Shit, we're out of gas!" And they're like, "Oh no, it's gonna be a problem." They're like, "Oh no, we're here." Uh, oh, it's not a problem. Like okay. And they just throw the bike away. <laughs> yeah, and they throw the bike away. And it's never heard from again. Um, Alex, weirdest moment. Hit weirdest moment. Uh, this is also kind of just an awful moment, but it was weird in a way that I understand, which makes it more uncomfortable was when everyone cheered when they were like auto-tune modern pop and like and everyone cheered that to me was like i know where i am now oh, yeah hearing everybody be like oh we like, cheer this, this crap yeah. joke all this new music sucks I'm like whatever 
Go back to listening to ZZ Top if you really want yeah. to. <laughs> I, I suppose my like weirdest moment, like feeling the most out of place, was when the the screen was like, "Put your hands up" or like, "Stand up and rock." Like a, a oh screen yeah, dem- and I lo- I looked just behind us, and there was one old guy who just wasn't moving, but just like <laughs> threw his hands up in the air <laughs> and was just like, <gasps> like like having a good time. And I was like, "This is bad." <laughs> there was a bit, um. I don't remember when it was near the end when people started standing up. I think the first time people started standing up, one dude like close to us stood up because there were like some people in a row that stood up and he looked so like out of place. He was like, I'm standing now, I guess. Yeah, he's like, "Uh, I'm not going to rock, but Uh, I will stand up. So have fun rocking everyone. And yeah, it was, he just looked very awkward. Yeah. I, um, yeah, so that's kind of our, like, final, I guess, notes on this. I would say, personally, if you're looking for, like, a sort of classic rock musical to sort of, like, give you a, like, a, oh, yeah, those were the days. with a good Like, a semi-good story behind it and, like, good original songs, I would say watch Sing Street. as a 2015 film that takes place in the UK, and they do, like, 80s rock, so it's kind of, like, inspired by, like, The Cure, Hall & Oates, and things like that, and they do songs inspired by that, and but they are original songs. Mm. So you get that sort of nostalgia feel, but with new songs and, like, a much better story behind it, like, a much more, like, endearing story. That would be my final take on this. Does anybody else have, like, a... Would you recommend watching this? Would you recommend something else instead? Like Only go see it if you understand it's going to be terrible and you have a hundred dollars to burn oh yeah full-on develop a drinking game and get in there they yeah. didn't search us at all at the theaters i like, could have brought in so much contraband <laughs> like if that is what you want and like and that is not too steep a price because it's fairly steep um go for it but uh really it's not worth it outside of that Although, or if you don't have a hundred bucks, look up uh, one of the student productions on YouTube because oh, there's yeah. dozens of those. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and like, it can't be worse. And again, it really I think I mentioned. Cannot be worse. <laughs> I think I mentioned this before. I don't want to dunk too much on like the people involved. Like this is a this is a bad script. This is a bad concept. It's a war get-go. crime. I literally called it a war crime in the intro. <laughs> it's true. So like I'm, you know, these are these are professionals doing their thing, but clearly someone is more into this than everyone else. Yeah. And I think it's mostly just a money thing. Elton. Like we said, Ben Elton probably is just making some money off this. I, I he, say, yeah. he I hope he is. If he's not, fucking <laughs> I'll be so disappointed. It, shut it down. But uh like if you are a sincere Queen fan, do not go see this. You will not be pleased, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I missed supposedly there was a love of my life instrumental. Totally missed it. I did catch it. Um don't even worry about it though. So that's been our final verdict. Um, if you have the similar opinion, different opinion, tell us about your time seeing it somewhere else. If you've seen it, hashtag cover me pod on Twitter at Jake the Cressy at, at some Alex wise guy at Sir John Snow. Tell us about your times with We Will Rock You the Musical. We're going to briefly jump to our bonus segment. It's going to be very quick. Um, the question is, what band would you like to see a musical of and what would the name of that be? I will start off real quick because it came to me on the car ride over here. Um, I would love to see a The Smiths musical entitled Frankly Mr. Shankly, where it's about a young British lad standing up to his employer at a minimum wage job. Because you could at least have Frankly Mr. Shankly and Shoplifters of the World Unite on that track and that's it that's all i've got <laughs> um john can you can you whip up something quick for us 
Yeah, I can actually. Mm. Um, so this might be a bit controversial after everything we've said about We Will Rock You, but I'd like to see a Queen musical movie, mm-hmm. but only songs from the first two albums because they were so like fantasy heavy yes. on those two albums. Yes, so, dude. Like, mm. You could do like an almost like Narnia kind of style musical movie with like March yeah, the Black like, Queen. Yeah, March the Black Nevermore, Queen and, and like White Queen Great and King stuff. Rat. Like, that yeah, feels like such that. rich story in those songs. Then you've got like the Rat King or something from like the original Queen and keep yeah, yourself alive and stuff. Like you could easily fit this bizarre fantasy narrative into with Queen songs. Like, I, yeah, I 100% agree that would work and would be awesome. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think that'd be phenomenal. Alex is going to pick Rush again. Alex, what's... I'm not going to pick Rush again. Yeah, just make 2112 into a movie. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, make Aqualung into a movie. and like, <laughs> I knew it was going to be Rush or Jethro Tull. <laughs> like a star's Aqualung, and it's very awkward because he is a pedophile. The most uncomfortable hmm. musical of yeah, all time. Yeah, it makes it real uncomfortable. pedophile around. Yep. Um, that do that. That is brilliant. <laughs> Hash, so if you have a, 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 I guess a rock opera that you would like to to pitch to us, hashtag my rock opera on Twitter again at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise guy at Sir John Snow. Um, be sure to rate and review us. Subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever the fuck you want. We're there. We're there unless it's SoundCloud, baby. We're there. <laughs> it's nothing personal against SoundCloud. It's just too tedious to upload there too. Um, John, one last plug real quick. Where can people follow you for all your good action? Uh, you can actually now get to my YouTube channel if you go to jardev.tube. Jardev.tube. Yeah, which is pretty neat. I have a special URL now. Um, otherwise, just follow me on Twitter, at Sir John Snow, or look at the Jardev Facebook page, like facebook.com slash the Jardev. The Jardev. Fuck yeah. And do you have, you got any uh, promotional gigs where people can buy stuff and it pays you money? Uh, I just have a Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash jardev. Give John money. Um, He works hard. He's a (laughs) student. He needs money. (laughs) God, I need gas. Fuck. He needs fucking gas. I mean, yes, it is cheaper out here in Alberta than BC, but goddamn gas is expensive. Yeah, God, I bet. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, in those in between. That is our show, and as always, we say here on the cover me. Um, uh, shit, I really should have prepared this beforehand. We will, we will cover me. <laughs> that was better than all of Ben Elton's work. Nobody could laugh at me for that. <laughs>